Welcome everyone to Tamriel Adventures, a show that brings you information from all across the far reaches of Tamriel. I am your host, Eric aka Silior, and today we are going to be talking about the big vampire lord clan in Skyrim. Yeah, the Volikar vampires. And this is a topic that really was inspired by a conversation that I was having with some people in the ASA podcasting Discord. We were just, we were all kind of talking about Dawnguard, and that got me thinking about, you know, the Vampire Clan, and I, you know, put some feelers out on Twitter, and was like, hey, I've been thinking about this lately. Did you guys join the Dawnguard, or did you guys join the Vampire Clans? And surprisingly a lot of people told me that they went Dawnguard side um vampires just always seemed a lot more interesting to me so i don't think i've ever really joined the Dawnguard side but apparently i'm weird in that matter but anyway before we get to talking about those vampires let's get into some news and really as far as elder scrolls goes not a lot there Um, I think the biggest thing that's going on right now is they are currently revamping the mod, uh, like Creation Club platform and the mod um, side of all that. They're completely revamping that whole system. So that's going on right now as I'm recording this. And yeah, uh, they, they said that you can still access the mods that you've already downloaded, but you can't access uh, new mods or the Creation Club uh, services to change the load order. So I'm excited to see what they've got um, going with this. Um, I'll be completely honest, I haven't really played much Elder Scrolls lately the last few months. I know it's been a bit since I've uh, done an episode and I've just, I've kind of, like, there's there's just a lot going on with me. If you've listened to the last few episodes, you know that uh, I've been pretty damn busy with a lot of different things. Um, school, uh, I'm now in my major specific classes, so I need to dedicate a lot of time to that. Um, you know, just life in general. It is the holidays, after all. Um, if I don't get another episode out before Christmas or uh, whatever holiday you celebrate, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, what have you, uh, happy holidays. And, yeah, uh, just, uh, you know, I've got my other podcasts going, you know, uh, Tapes from the Waste and Starfield Sandwich, uh, not to mention Nintendo whenever I feel like doing an episode of that. And I've been really busy with uh, hanging out with the community. Um, If you've listened to the other shows, you know that I've been a hell of a lot more social. I think I mentioned this on this show too, but um, yeah, I've just been a lot more social lately. Um, (laughs) It's it's kind of funny because um, not even a year ago, I just, I, I, yeah, I've, I've been doing this for like four years now, uh, podcasting, but it wasn't till like the last year or so that I really started getting involved with the greater community. Like I, I was just so used to playing games solo. Like, yeah, I did 
you know, some of the uh, multiplayer stuff with the Hive when I was a part of that. Um, that was very short-lived, and, you know, I'm not part of the Hive anymore. Um, no disrespect to them, but I just I felt like they didn't really do a lot for me other than retweeting my posts. Like, ooh. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, I mean, yeah, and that was great. But that died shortly, like very, very quickly. And, you know, I, you know, and since I've started podcasting, like I, I met Jessica Starr very quickly and became a part of the Fallout Feed community. But it wasn't really until like the last year or so that I started um, really making an effort to be social with the greater community. And I remember having a conversation with somebody. I I was having a really hard time uh, mentally and emotionally, you know, several months back. And, you know, I, I felt invisible on social media for the most part like and you know there Kelsey's been a friend of mine for well over three years now but um yeah I just I I was really struggling there for a bit and fast forward to now well it's like you know in this in this conversation that I was having I was uh, kind of questioning, you know, I, I mentioned something how there, there's the line of thinking where internet friends aren't real friends. Nothing on the internet is real. Like friends, you know, what people present on social media, all that's bullshit. It, which is <laughs> kind of cringy thinking about it because, you know, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine when I was talking, when I was, you know, conveying all this, basically saying, hey, this friendship isn't real, or it could not be, it might not be real. Fast forward to now, and a lot of these community members are closer to me than some of my own family, you know. I, I talk to some of these people at least every day, if not multiple times a day. And I, I couldn't imagine not having some of these people in my life now. So if you're listening to this and uh, you're one of those people, I love you. And thank you for uh, being my friend. So, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy how much has changed just in the last year. So, um, speaking of which, I've got maybe a year left in my schooling, so hopefully once I'm done with that, I will be a little bit more regular with my episodes. Um, but I mentioned the fact that I've been uh, playing games with a lot of these people, so... Yeah, uh, like I said, I haven't really played much Elder Scrolls lately, aside from playing Skyrim a little bit on the uh, 12th anniversary of the release of the game back on November 11th. Um, That was fun, but I've been playing lately, I've been playing a lot of Starfield. Uh, I, I haven't really stopped playing Starfield since that came out. And um, been playing a lot of Fallout 76, uh, both solo and with uh, other people. 
Um, not just on Xbox, but I've been playing a lot of it on PC now. Um, because some of my friends that play 76 mainly play on PC, if, if not exclusively on PC. So you might see me in some people's streams with Fallout 76, whether it be Kaiju Kittens or Ms. Max. Um, I'm in uh, their streams uh, playing with them pretty, uh, pretty regularly, especially Kaiju Kittens. Um, she's not really streaming this week because of um, some things going on, but typically Wednesday nights I'll hop in and uh, run around with her in the wasteland. Uh, last Wednesday, um, as I'm recording this, it's on uh, November 30th. So um, the Wednesday before that, not this, not yesterday, but the Wednesday before that, I actually was running around with her and she helped me launch my first couple of nukes. So yeah, I uh, launched a nuke. She wanted one of her camps destroyed because um, she was gonna rebuild it. So I was happy enough to blow the shit uh, up for her, <laughs> blow her camp to hell. And then I did it. Uh, launched a nuke to uh, spawn the Scorch Beast Queen. So that that was great. Um, and like I said, you uh, may find me in Ms. Max's 76, 76 streams uh, once in a while. Um, I actually hopped in with her for a few minutes at the end of the night last night. Um, other than that, I've been playing a lot more Phasmophobia uh, with uh, several of my friends. Uh, Kaiju Kittens and Ms. Max, for sure. Also, Nuclear Mushroom and Charlotte Miami. Uh, <laughs> um, the very first night that I played that with them, they uh, had me set up what they called my birthday cake. Which was actually lighting candles around a pentagram and sacrificing me. So that was my initiation with Phasmophobia, was uh, them sacrificing me to a demon. Yeah, um, that's what friends do with each, uh, for each other, is uh, sacrifice them to demons in that game. So yes, love you guys. Um, now, it, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I've played with them several times since then. So, uh, yeah, Phasmophobia, say what you will about the game. I know some people think it's crap, but I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, and other than that, I'm still playing Redfall with uh, Charo, uh, Jessica Starr, Nuclear Mushroom, um, fairly regularly on Sunday evenings. Those streams are always a blast. Um, both literally and figuratively, because Jess and I are constantly just going around blowing shit up. Uh, it's always a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and really that's about it. I've started playing the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, Phantom Liberty DLC as well. Uh, that's been great. A lot of fun hopping back into Cyberpunk for the first time in a while. Um, I think I talked about this on Tapes from the Waste or Starfield Sandwich, but I've been playing a little bit more Mass Effect as well, uh, trying to finish Andromeda, because I've never finished Andromeda before. I love Andromeda, but I kind of got, uh, I, I played it obsessively to the point where I got a little burnt out and needed a break from it, but it's been great. And uh, yeah, I really hope that I uh, see it through to the end this time, so. Anyway, uh, that's really about it as far as what I've been playing, so let's get into today's topic, which is the Volkir Vampire Clan. 
Alright, so let's talk about the Volcar Vampire Clan. So, these are the vampire lords that you would encounter if you're playing Skyrim. So, these are pure-blooded vampires uh, that are led in the game by Lord Harkin. And they reside in Volcar Keep, as you've probably encountered at some point in the game. And, yeah, these are the most ancient vampires that you can find. So, I mentioned um, in a vampire episode, um, that was around Halloween a few years back, that these are vampires that were, basically, they were created by Mullet Ball. So, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the game mechanics before we get into the lore. So... You gain access to this whole story by uh, playing the Dawn Guard DLC. So you uh, do a couple quests uh, with the van with the Dawn Guard. Like you find the Dawn Guard, uh, just kind of wandering around. Like they'll uh, try and recruit you, and you go to their keep and uh, meet their leader. Excuse me while I take a sip of my coffee here. Sorry, I had to get that in there. And yeah, you you go to track down um, some relic, which turns out to be Serana. And you can either join her and uh, go back to Castle uh, Volcar, where you meet Lord Harkin and he offers you the chance to join them. Or you can say, go screw yourself and go back to the Dawn Guard and choose to hunt them down. Now, <laughs> as I was saying earlier, I always side with the vampires. Um, I guess I'm just weird like that, but they always just seemed a lot more interesting to me than, ooh, let's just hunt down vampires, yay. Um, there just seemed to be a lot more meat on the bone to that. Like, you, you learn a lot more uh, about the lore um, of the vampires with the vampire side. Like, it's just, you know, that sort of thing always really intrigued me. So the Dawn Guard side just seemed a little bit more dry. Plus, you get to play as a vampire lord, um, which is also really cool. So I guess I'm just weird like that because when I asked people on Twitter which side they went with, everybody was like, oh, I always go Dawn Guard. You know, screw the vampires. I don't want to be evil. And I'm like, but it's not the vampires themselves that are evil. It's Lord Harkin. But I guess that's just me. So, um, yeah, let, let's go through some of the benefits of uh, joining the vampire lords than, uh, that you would get as opposed to the Dawn Guards. So, uh, uh, first and foremost, you get access to their castle, which uh, has a lot there. Um, there's wardrobes, bookcases, uh, storage, um, free feeding, uh, which, yeah, might seem a little evil. evil. Uh, the thralls, um, you can feed and um, without getting an entire city mad at you. Um, you get some, you get the ability to transform into a vampire lord, which again has a lot of benefits to that. Um, you get some 
relics that can augment your powers. Um, you get a couple of hounds that you can recruit as followers, uh, death hounds. And you also get uh, uh, master trainers who can uh, help you with some of your skills. So, and then, of course, you know, there's merchants in there, things like too. Uh, things like that. I was, things like that, too. So, yeah, let, let's talk about uh, Harkin himself here. So, he is an ancient Nordic pure-blooded vampire, and he is the prognator of the clan. Uh, like, this is all because of him. And yeah, as I as I mentioned, uh, you get he gets his power directly from Molag Ball. So he his whole thing, the whole point of the Dawnguard story is that they want to block out the sun, so they can just cause chaos <laughs> without uh, having to only do it at night. And I mean. Of course, we all know his daughter, Serana, and he has an estranged wife named uh, Valerica, which you do meet in the story. But, you know, for most of the game, he he does give you some quests, but, yeah, like I said, it, it's not so much the Volker vampire, vampires themselves that are evil, it's Harkin. Now, he is of course the leader of this clan so a lot of them are just doing his bidding but spoilers for a 12 year old game you do take him out at the end you know you, you do realize that he is the issue and take him out at the end but let's get a little bit more of his background so before he became a vampire he ruled as a king and his domain was said to be vast and powerful um as the years passed, he began to fear death. I mean, it's just completely understandable. So he did make the pact with Molek Ball and sacrificed thousands of innocents in his name. And in return, Molek Ball granted him immortality by turning him into a pure-blood vampire. And thus the Volcar clan was born. And it was about this point where Harkin and Flerica's marriage began to break down and he became power drunk and just wanted more. So after he became a vampire, his greatest enemy became the sun and he searched for an answer to the problem. So he uncovered a prophecy written by a snow elf that was called the Tyranny of the Sun. And uh, if this prophecy was fulfilled it would blot out the sun and plunge the world into darkness and also make him even more powerful so he fancied himself as vampiric royalty and was like hey you know let's try it so it all comes down to Oriel's bow uh, of course we all know that Oriel is another name for Akatosh and another part of this was the blood of a daughter of Cold Harbor, which turned out to be Serana. So, yep, that's where Serana comes in. Um, I guess he never really cared for Serana. So, you know, of course, that probably stems from his issues with Valerica. 
and he ultimately was willing to sacrifice her to achieve his goal. So we all know uh, where we first meet Serana. Uh, he locked her up and uh, held her captive. Really messed up. I guess uh, he figured since he was immortal, you know, bonds with other people are fleeting. So he's like, you know what, screw this. I want immortality and infinite power. So um, Valerica saw all this going on and uh, left before he could sacrifice her as well. So he sealed Serana in one of the scroll and one of the Elder Scrolls in Dim Hollow Crypt. And Valerica, I'm sorry, uh, not Harkin, uh, Valerica did this to protect her. Um, and she fled into the Soul Cairn. Uh, Valerica did. She's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Goodbye. I'm not going to be part of this. So let's talk a little bit more about Serana. So Serana, of course, is the daughter of Harkin. And you, yeah, you know, she she was transformed. Um, like she she talks a little bit about what happened if you talk to her. I, here's the thing. I know a lot of people don't like Serana. They call her whiny, things like that. I always really liked Serana. She was one of my favorite characters. And once I had access to her, she rarely left my side. And in the vanilla game, you can't marry her. But I think you were supposed to be able to at one point. Like at one point you were going to be able to marry Serana because she has some lines in the code. Uh, that have to do with that. Like I, I got a mod to where you were able to <laughs> marry her, and you have to talk to Valerica again after the end of the story. And she was just kind of like, "Hey, tell me you love me, baby." And I was like, "All right, let's do this." So, yeah. Um, but she, she does talk a little bit about. Her transformation and it was horrible um, and it was emotionally scarring to her due to how cruel Molag Ball is but yeah she she learned necromancy from her mom and she's she's great mage on her own but uh, the transformation was not her choice. Like, she didn't want this. Um, in fact, after the end of the story, you do have a chance to cure her vampirism. Um, she, she doesn't necessarily... You don't have to do it, but she does give you the option, kind of like how some of the members of the Companions don't want to be werewolves anymore at the end of that story. So you can choose to cure her vampirism if you want. Um, not to mention yourself if you don't want it anymore. But it, it's, it's really tragic. Um, just what happened to her. Like, I really, I really feel for her. Like, and all of this stems from the fact that 
her father's an asshole and just, uh, you know, worships power above everything else, including his own family. This man was willing to make a deal with the quote-unquote devil for power, and that included sacrificing everybody who should be his most loved people, like his flesh and blood. But he didn't care about that one bit. And uh, <laughs> very glad that in the end you take him out. And as I mentioned before, whether you choose to side with the Dawn Guard or whether you choose to side with the vampires, Serana helps you take him out. Like she sides with uh, you regardless to uh, make things right. Another thing that I think that is really cool about this uh, story is that you actually get to meet a couple of uh, snow elves that have not deteriorated into the Falmer. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, Falmer is their elvish name, but they don't like being called Falmer. They don't like being associated with them. They prefer snow elf. Um, now, these two particular ones are vampires which is how you're able to meet them. So these particular snow elves are Knight Paladin Gelibor and Arch Curate Verther, I think is how you pronounce that. Um, these two snow elves are brothers. And one of them, um, Knight Paladin Gelibor, is actually the one that you get the Oriole's bow from. His brother, um, Archcurate Further, is actually the one responsible for creating the prophecy that uh, all of this stems from. So, uh, yeah, he, he's another boss that you have to take out. Spoilers. But, yeah, like, for a lore junkie like me, actually being able to interact with two quote-unquote living, or undead, um, snow elves that haven't deteriorated into the Falmer was really really cool like the first time that I saw them I got so excited um, but that's just me um, I mean hopefully I mean if you're listening to this you are uh, in the same boat it's one of the things I love about ESO is you actually go you're able to meet races that have since died out but yeah um, that's that's really about it as far as the Volcar uh, Vampire Clan, um, like I said, you are you, you take Harkin out at the end, and uh, you know that's it. Um, whether or not you still do things for them and keep them going, that's that's up to you. Um, or maybe you killed them all if you played the Dawn Guard side. Um, yeah. I, I, I need to play from the Don Guard perspective at some point. Um, but yeah, next episode, why don't we talk about the Don Guard? Um, whenever that is, I don't know. Um, I, I kind of just uh, have taken to doing these whenever I uh, get the inspiration to. Um, or yeah, like, like this particular episode was inspired by a conversation that I had with people in the ASA podcasting community. 
So if you have any ideas for something I can do down the line, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and I will look into it. So speaking of which, I did have somebody leave a review recently. Um, this is Bella Peritus. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. B-E-L-L-I-P-E-R-I-T-U-S from Germany. Um, first review I've had in I don't know how long. So thank you so much. They gave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts in Germany and said, great show. Always a pleasure to listen. Keep going. And I certainly will. So thank you to uh, my one of my fans in Germany. That was That's awesome. So if you would uh, do me a favor and leave me a rating and review on Apple, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you leave a review with some texts like Billy uh, Peritus here, I will read it out on the show. But um, other ways you can contact me, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky at iangold08. That is my personal account. I've been a lot more active on my personal account than my um show account which is tamrielic p um, that's just on twitter and instagram i don't have a blue sky page for that yet um if i if i will i don't know I'm, I'm completely fine with it just being a personal account on blue sky but yeah um you can also find me on my other shows um which are Tapes from the Waste, Starfield Sandwich, and every now and then I put a random episode of uh, Super Nintendo out. And yeah, as I mentioned, I, I do stream occasionally. Um, been doing Starfield more than anything, but I am a lot more present in other people's streams as opposed to my own. Um, and you know, I'll if I'm not in their stream playing with them i could be chatting um i I chat in a lot of people's twitch streams these days so yeah uh, that is at sulior so anyway i'm gonna quit rambling because i i feel like that's mostly what i've been doing the last few minutes so oh before i forget i also play a few characters in the modus files podcast which of course is at Fallout 76 audio drama about the Enclave. Um, as of right now, I've got two living characters. So, yeah, you can uh, definitely, definitely uh, check out that podcast. It's always a lot of fun doing voices for Lawrence. So, anyway, that is it. As far as this episode goes, I'm going to quit rambling because I feel like that's mainly what I've been doing the last few minutes. But, um, yeah, until next time, which, of course, will be about the Dawn Guard side of the DLC. Until then, stay safe, adventurers.